You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Umbody. With me is Sonny Ship on this edition. We're getting ready for LSU's spring game on Saturday noon in Tiger Stadium on SEC Network Plus. So check it out on the ESPN app or wherever you stream. Uh, you can also watch it whenever you want afterwards if you can't watch it at noon, have other things to do. Um, but hopefully you guys are following along on Go247.com with us as we get really our first look at LSU in, in a live atmosphere with two new coordinators, a quarterback competition, uh, guys moving around positions. We've got a lot to see on Saturday, and it's exciting to get football back. We missed the spring game last year with everything, and Sonny, um, I, I know there's the quarterback competition to certainly keep an eye on, but what are you most interested in seeing on, on Saturday as this spring game uh, gets underway and spring ball wraps up? Uh, probably the uh, probably the trenches, the uh, the O line and the D line, and just to kind of just get a feel for um, you know a feel for how they look um, as far as you know how much weight they've lost uh, uh, and things like that. I'm not expecting a ton of uh, a ton of changes, but I think that'll give us a that'll give us an idea of um, you know uh, of where they are at this stage of the off season program, as well as give us an idea and give us a look at that, uh, that second team offensive line should, uh, should some of those guys be elevated at some point in the season due to injury or whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, and I was talking with somebody about this yesterday for me, the offensive line is, is the one that I'm watching as well, just because you have a group that, you know, all five starters return and they weren't particularly good in 2020, you know, weight questions, conditioning all of that to start off the year especially i want to see them crisp i want to see them play a clean game and we we know that lsu's defensive line has from what it seems like based on what ed ogeron is saying what sources are saying they've had a really strong spring and and had their their way with the offensive line uh to an extent this spring so when the lights come on so to speak how will lsu's offensive line look that's my big question you know james craig gets another year with these guys um, do we see somebody like Garrett Dellinger, you know, show some some signs of being a, a, a good prospect for them down the line? How's Charles Turner look in the backup center role? Uh, Cam Wire, Anthony Bradford, two guys that, you know, have played some and are certainly, you know, I would say battling and competing for a chance to start um, at least, you know, especially Anthony Bradford at right guard. Those guys, how they look. I mean, that there's a lot of questions on the offensive line. And, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for them to show what they can do. And now, if you look at the defensive line uh, I, to build off your point, you know, who plays is is what's going to be interesting because Glenn Logan's been nicked up. Neil Farrell uh, has had a really strong spring, but he was nicked up a little bit. Does Ollie Gay play? You know, we saw some of the guys get hung, uh, uh, held out from uh, the scrimmage last weekend. So who plays on that defensive line, I think will play a role in that to an extent. But I tell you what, with all the reviews about Joe Evans being so positive and Mason Smith being, you know, a natural, so to speak, I want to see those two guys and see how they fit in uh, right off the bat as well. Yeah, and you mentioned it. You know, we don't we don't really need to see what Glenn Logan and Neil Farrell and and, and those guys. And that just gives you an, an, an example of how deep uh, the interior is on that side of the ball. You know, you mentioned Joe Evans and Mason Smith, 
And that's not even counting Jaqueline Roy and Jacoby and Guillory, <laughs> you know, who entered their sophomore season, their second year with the program now. And then, you know, you toss in a and a Farrell. Then you get into a guy like Eric Taylor, who uh, who who redshirted last year, and there's just so much depth on that on that defensive interior. And then uh, you know, and then you look at the edge, and what about the edge guys? You know, BJ Ojolari, Andre Anthony, um, you know, Philip Webb. Philip Webb's a guy who uh, you know, presuming he's healthy, he should get a uh, you know, he should get his most extended snaps that we will have seen of him uh you know since he's been in baton rouge so uh you know a lot of uh, a lot of newcomers that uh you know dwight mclaughlin your boy uh good to see him you know uh he'll get extended reps and stuff so and then jay ward at safety you know what's jay ward look like at safety um i, I think he's going to be a tremendous boost uh to the defense um you know un unless he just Unless he falls flat on his face and doesn't play like he did last year, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be an absolute, uh, you know, an absolute upgrade back there to safety position. And uh, at an area that, you know, that outside of Todd Harris, you don't really have anyone who has seen any, um, you know, anything even close to extended play in time. Yeah, the secondary and especially the safety spots are the two that I'm most interested in and you know, you mentioned Dwight McLaughlin having a, a really, really good spring. You know, Ed Ogeron singled him out with the extended time he's gotten you know, playing uh, where Eli Ricks would normally be. Um, and, you know, those two spots with Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks are going to be, you know, among the best in the country as far as those two guys playing them. So, you know, a little bit of depth with Dwight McLaughlin uh, being there and, and, and having a really good spring. And then Cordell Flott at the nickel. You know, I think the way he plays on Saturday could give us a little bit of a glimpse to see maybe, okay, when a Sage Ryan gets in here or, um, you know, some of the other safety depth gets in here, you know, could LSU continue to try to evaluate options at the nickel and then safety, you know, Todd Harris has been nicked up, uh, but we get our first look at Derek Davis, the, the uh, top 100 prospect who arrived uh, in January to go through spring ball and play the safety position. How has Jordan tolls looked Jay Ward, you mentioned uh, at the safety position after moving over from corner. That's a group that, um, is going to be, you know, certainly watched closely. And then you have Damone Clark at linebacker who's had a really good spring. And then on top of that, they added Bug Strong, the number one junior college inside linebacker in the country. I want to see how he looks because, again, kind of in the same sense of like Jay Ward um, and, and maybe to an extent Cordell Flott, how he plays could really change the perception of the room before you add in Mike Jones Jr., before you hopefully, if you're LSU, get Micah, Micah Baskerville back, um, and they'll add Greg Penn uh, the third over the summer as well. But uh, how Bug Strong plays and how Damone Clark looks, uh, those two could be really telling as far as the linebacker competition goes. Yeah, and you know that's an area that you don't have a lot of depth at either. And so uh, you know Damone Clark wore number eighteen last year. Didn't have the uh, you know didn't have the type of season that we've uh, grown accustomed to with that uh with that number 18 jersey and um you know so how much is he how much has he turned the corner how much has blake blake baker been able to do with him in a uh, in a short amount of time um you know and then the same thing with buck strong number one uh number one juco inside linebacker in the country coming in this spring um you know probably and, and granted this is just going off of his junior college film and what we've seen you know a thumper inside 
maybe uh, you know not as not as adept at dropping into pass coverage. So, you know, you have to assume that he's going to get plenty of times to drop into coverage in the spring game. So how does he play in space? How does he, you know, how is he when he is, uh, you know, out of his comfort zone, meaning that, you know, third and four, he thinks they're going downhill. And so, you know, those are some more things that that we'll get a, uh, you know, get a glimpse of and uh really be able to kind of um you know start start giving you an idea of uh of looking you know when you look ahead to uh to the summer and then the fall camp when that full roster gets into town yeah 100 percent. and then you get you know another kind of budding competition here that we're really starting to see is wide receiver head ogeron didn't exactly talk up that group in a way you know you've got Keyshawn Boutte. you've got some guys that have done good things this spring like Trey Palmer's kind of shown some improvement. Coy Moore's shown some improvement. Um, but Dre Jenkins was out for a bit. You know, John Trey Kirkland has flashed. Deion Smith hasn't uh, practiced until this week, and he's the number one player in Mississippi is, and is a early enrollee looking to, you know, earn some reps for himself before the summer signees get here. And so I think uh, the receiver room, and then you add in uh, Devonta Lee showing out as of late there, the receiver room might be the most – I would say intriguing of all the battles, just because you know what's coming in the summer with guys like Chris Hilton, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. Um, uh, you have Malik Neighbors. You have all these guys that they signed in the 2021 class, Jack Vesh, um, that can come in and and compete and and try to push these guys. Um, and you know, if nobody makes a move really in the spring in spring ball, uh, that position gets even, you know, more wide open in a sense for other guys to step up. So I'm really intrigued to see what the wide receiver room will look like as well with these four quarterbacks who are trying to show their stuff. Yeah, I think wide receiver and safety, you can look at those two areas and you say, okay, what you what you have right now, what you see right now is nothing like it was going to like it's going to look like when the uh, the rest of the 2021 class um, enroll for the summer because you mentioned wide receiver you got chris hilton jack bash malik neighbors brian thomas jr those four guys aren't in there right now Deion smith like you mentioned uh alluded to as well he hasn't seen a lot of time this spring but what you can see of him is man he is big he is physical and uh he looks the part and so when you add these four new guys into there and then you look at safety. You know, you look at your safety room right now of Jay Ward, Todd Harris, Derek Davis Jr., Jordan Tolles, and Cam Lewis. Well, all of a sudden, you know, when you add Matt Latch, uh, Matthew Latchley and you add Sage Ryan to it, all of a sudden you go from a situation of barely being able to field, um, you know, four safeties for a spring game to looking at it saying, okay, the depth may not be quite as bad as we, you know, as we thought it was going to be. Now with Jay Ward back there and with this influx of talent coming in, so those two areas right there are ones that, um, you know, that I think are going to benefit the most when the uh, when when everybody gets on campus this summer. And, um, you know, and, and with that said, I also think that those two areas are probably the two where you can see the um, 
you can see the most, uh, you know, the most evolution coming from, or, you know, the, the most influ influx of talent that is going to help that specific area. And I think out of all of them wide receiver, you know, I think you nailed it on that, that that is a position that is just Edwards run is almost begging someone to step up, just begging someone to step up. It doesn't appear that John Trey Kirkland or Jeray Jenkins have uh, kind of grabbed the reins from the playing time that they got last year. And that's not to say that they can't. I mean, there's still plenty of time. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of practice in football that's going to take place between now and, you know, the beginning of August when they report to campus. I mean, when they report for fall camp. So, uh, but yeah, I'm with you, man. That wide receiver position, I think, has a lot of, um, that has a lot of bodies coming in that's going to really add a lot to that room completely agree and you mentioned coach o begging people to step up the running back room especially at the beginning of spring before kind of the injuries mounted with ty davis price being held out for a bit contra bradford being held out for a bit john emery in a non-contact that's a group that he wanted to really step up ty davis price appears healthy seems like he's going to get the lion's share of the carries on uh saturday as far as guys are looking for you know them to step up this is a chance for him to stake a claim really to that starting running back role because John Emery is still recovering from that uh, shoulder surgery. Um, you have Josh Williams, who's a former walk-on who came on at the end of the year. Kevontre Bradford's battled some injuries here and there in, in spring. So, you know, again, a group with two highly touted freshman running backs coming in in the summer that need to step up. But I think the, and we can kind of end on this, you know, the quarterback competition is going to be so interesting to see how they handle it on Saturday. Cause when we look at the schedule of the game, you know, noon, noon kickoff seems like they're going to go for roughly about two hours from what we've kind of gathered based on, you know, press conference time, post game, things like that. This is uh, there's a lot of reps to be split up with the ones between or among, you know, miles Brennan, TJ Finley, Max Johnson and Garrett Nussmeyer. But, you know, the way the the buzz has gone with Garrett Nussmeyer, I mean, this is going to be an exciting, um, you know, four quarterback uh, showing on Saturday. And it's obviously going to get the most buzz, too. Yeah, I agree. It's going to get a lot of buzz. It's going to give it's going to give uh, give most their first their first uh, look at Garrett Nussmeyer, who, like you alluded to, has drawn rave reviews with his work this spring. Um, you know, and, and I think the key is that, you know, Ed Orgeron and Jake Peets, it, it appears that they've done a good job of managing this quarterback battle so far. And going into what will be the, you know, the last of the 15 practices, you almost, you almost just want to see them not mess it up. And by not mess it up, I mean, you know, is just continue what they've done so far. Make it equal reps, even though you're getting into a, you know, you're getting into a game-like situation in tiger stadium you know you could potentially have more fans there than you had at any game this season and so when you get in that setting when you get in our environment is just do what you've done so far you know let the players dictate you know let the players dictate what happens to an extent but just because somebody gets the hot hand you know don't just give them the reins and let them go with it keep the competition the way that it is make it a competition and almost to where when you in spring, you have all four of them just wanting a little bit more, 
wanting a little bit more. And I think if that happens and if they can, you know, and if they can get into the summer to when the quarterbacks really start throwing with the wide receivers and there's no, um, you know, there's no separation amongst the four guys, you know, the four guys are still hanging out. The four guys are still still doing everything that they've been doing It's because you really want to get this room into fall camp the way that it is right now. And I, I think that that presents a, uh, that presents a difficult challenge in itself for, uh, for Ed Orgeron and Jake Peets. And the thing that Ed Orgeron kind of hammered home about this, you know, the offense on Saturday, and it's going to be pretty vanilla from what he said, but he wants them to just do the simple stuff, the, the base set of plays are not going to overcomplicate stuff. You know, it is Garrett Nussmeyer's first time in, in, you know, really, really live action. I know they've, I know they've scrimmaged and things like that, but you know, the lights are on. It's you know going to be on TV to an extent. It, it's a chance for him to show what kind of the buzz is all about. And then you've got these guys that are you know not learning a new playbook. A lot of the terminology is going to be the same, just because you know Steve Ensminger had some of Joe Brady stuff, and you know Jake Peets brought in much of Joe Brady's offense. But just how they deal with the bullets flying, how they deal with you know, the, the, the simple things. And, and, and sometimes, you know, being a really good offense is just about doing the simple things well. And I think the Ed Ogeron's looking for somebody who has command over that. And uh, that's probably the, for me, what I'm looking for the most. I mean, you've seen miles Brennan had some success early on in his starts before he got hurt, you know, it was kind of a mixed bag, but still was really productive. TJ Finley was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, and then Max Johnson had a really good finish to the 2020 season. So how those guys have progressed since then with an entire offseason and spring, that's what I'm looking for is, is them to play, again, kind of a, a just a clean spring football game. And, and, you know, we'll see how the quarterback battle rages on over the next few months. Yeah, yeah, and that's all you want. And that's what you want is you want the battle to just, you know, you want the battle to rage on. No one benefits from, uh, you know, no one benefits from Ed Orgeron coming out and saying, okay, you know, we've had 15 practices in the spring. We've got, when you include football school, maybe another, I don't know, what, 40, 50, 60 before the, uh, before the, before the start of the season. So no one benefits by him coming out and saying, you know, that, hey, Max Johnson's going to be our starter or Miles Brennan's going to be our starter or TJ Finley or what have you. And so just keep it a competition, keep it a competition and just, you know, keep this, uh, keep this camaraderie that a lot of the players have talked about this spring with the new coaches coming in with so many guys uh, who, who got some experience last year back oh, a year older, a year wiser, uh, you know, physically advanced in their conditioning and just see these guys just continue to, uh, you know, to gel as a team. And while, Bill, we would be remiss if we did not say leave the spring game without injuries because someone would blame us for that. Yes, that's that's the most important thing is everybody just stay healthy and, uh, you know, get no headlines. <laughs> yep, yep, no headlines. Don't need to be covering any breaking news or chasing any breaks or anything yep yep exactly exactly so well we all hope that you guys have a good time watching the spring game as well and stay safe doing so if you're partying it up on a nice louisiana saturday or something like that and uh you can catch us next time on the go 24 7 podcast we'll be recapping the lsu spring game any notable recruiting news as well and um we'll be here for you guys as the off season really gets underway with recruiting as well so Leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll be there for you 
with episodes multiple times a week throughout the summer. So with that, guys, I hope everybody has a great weekend and we'll catch you next time.